Welcome everybody to another episode of the Crushcast. Today we have Drew Houston. This is being taped on Tuesday, May 4th. Drew is in charge of financial planning and investment sales. Drew, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is a relatively new role for you. Can you explain to everybody what you actually are running? Sure. So uh, I manage two groups, financial planning, primarily fee-based financial planning for equitable advisors, and then uh, national sales for the broker-dealer platform. Uh, and financial planning resides within the broker-dealer RIA. So those are my two groups. Those are two crucial groups to the overall enterprise. And now 13 months into COVID, would anybody possibly have guessed, if you go back to February of last year, the market, the impact, the business? I mean, it's incredible. I mean, we just got our numbers for the month of April. Year to date, the way we measure it, PCs, were up over 23%. What's your view on the forces that are driving this? Do you have a few major things that you think are forces behind it? So uh, markets are definitely a tailwind, right? There's definitely more engagement uh, among clients in the market, how it's doing and, and really growing their own wealth. Uh, but also I think it's it's the types of conversations that our advisors are having. So there, there's a much more holistic view of a client's overall wealth building strategy uh, and, and it's sort of leading to that collective success. I was on a call earlier today and Frank was addressing net flows. I always, uh, Frank Mass, I'm always talking in terms of PCs and that's what our advisors understand. Uh, Frank's talking net flows and the number that he used was net flows of a billion plus in April, a rather extraordinary number. So what's a net flow? Uh, net flow would be the amount of assets that are re retained on the platform. So assets come in, uh, clients take distributions or they're moving accounts. Uh, and then that net number would be whatever we retain or advisors retain in their book of business. So a net flow of plus a billion is pretty heady stuff. It, it is. Yep. We're, we're seeing a phenomenal run rate year to date and it's continued momentum from last year. And is this, from your perspective, vertical, meaning that our top producers are doing more gathering assets? Is there also an element that's horizontal where we have more advisors that are now engaging in this? Does it come from financial planning, your other leadership role? What do you think? Yeah, I, I would love to attribute it to, to you know, all the work that my team has been doing, but really it's, it's all of the above. So we see uh, greater sales growth year over year from uh, our top advisors, but we also see an increase in breadth. So more advisors doing the business and those advisors do, are doing more business than they did last year. So it's, it's really a rising tide across the board, up, upward parallel shift. When you look at advisors and engage with advisors that have had substantial improvements in their business, what are the common themes that you hear about? What are they doing differently? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And uh, it, it's not uniform necessarily, but it's all process driven. So the, the folks who have had that force multiplier on their business, right, two, five, 10 X from where they were a couple of years ago, it is implementing scalable processes and uh, in, in some cases determining what they're good at, what they're not good at, and then finding someone on the team to fill that role. So uh, we've seen a remarkable increase in efficiencies right within COVID, but also advisors recognizing that if they really wanna scale their business, 
uh, you know, having an extension of your practice or, or really looking at ways to outsource and bring in efficiencies has been front and center. So, I mean, we're seeing more meetings with clients, but then it sounds like we're also seeing more specialization and more partnering. Let's look forward. When you look out through the balance of the year and into next year, what types of developments do you see either in financial planning, support, or developments in the BD? Uh, sure. So, you know, just taking the, the broker-dealer and on the sales side, right, we continue to make the platform as competitive as we can. So working with all of our strategic partners and continuing to push the platform uh, to be as, as competitive as we can. Uh, and we'd like to bring more support to our advisors, tell a better story, uh, more consistent story to clients on the investment side, right? That, that would be one. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of operational enhancements going in. Uh, and, and again, those operational efficiencies, ways we can make those incremental efficiency gains for advisors and their team, that's, that's going to be huge. And, and number two, on the financial planning side, you know, we're really taking a hard look at what our processes are today uh, and looking at our broader advice model, right? Fee-based planning, that's, that's been a topic for, for, you know, well over a decade, right? We have a long history here. So we want to make sure we have a very competitive offering in the space. So meeting clients where they are, the evolving ways you can provide advice, uh, build clients, engage with clients. We want to make those accessible to advisors, not just put it in their hands, but teach them how to use it, make sure they have the right tools and uh, that and they continue to push us to innovate. So there's a lot of, lot of good work to be done there. Interested in your perspective on how advisors can differentiate on a go forward basis with, obviously advice is really in vogue. Clients are looking for it right now, uh, but there's gonna be high competition. If you're considering uh, advice for an advisor that wants to differentiate what they do, that would put them in a competitive situation, what would you suggest they consider? Yeah, uh, so a big pillar uh, that historically advisors have tried to compete in is with investment performance. Right? It's a big one. It's build a better portfolio. We're now in an age, and especially through COVID, through this remote environment, where advice and that behavioral coach becomes a much more important role that an advisor is playing than just the type of portfolio they can deliver. So it really is around the type of advice they give, getting engaged with clients, their service model, and keeping clients in their seats, right? So the, market, the market's going to perform how it's going to perform. You can add some value in, uh, in asset allocation, the total portfolio solution, but it doesn't come, have to come from you and your team, right? A client expects you to understand the solution you're providing, but they don't necessarily need you to be the person behind the wheel. Um, so being that behavioral coach, uh, we know through studies, we've seen from, from large firms, large uh, institutional money managers who are saying, don't try and add alpha, right? Really try and add that client experience, be exceptional there where you can add that value that, that really resonates with clients versus what shows up on the statement. It's the fundamentals. It sounds like it's process, consistency, communication, relationship, and trust. That's really where you win long-term clients. Let me shift over to a personal question. When we reflect back on the last 13 or 14 months, from a personal perspective, what are the silver linings that you've experienced? Where, where have you found joy and benefit and gratitude as you've adjusted to a COVID world? Yeah, I think uh, I'm grateful to, to spend more time with uh, 
with my wife and, and my family, it's, it's been certainly a challenging period, but it, it really allowed me to reflect on what's most important, you know, as what value do I deliver in my role, but where, where's my place within my family? And, uh, you know, one of the, the silver linings has been more regular meetings with my family. So we all do a virtual call every week and that's not something we were doing a year ago. So getting everybody together, uh, although virtually it, that's been a, a big win for us and no signs of stopping. Everybody's in a, in a good place to see each other in person soon. So uh, that's, that's been a big, um, you know, sort of improvement I've seen. Sounds like you found more time and converted that time into relationship maintenance and development, which I think a lot of people say that they, it's odd. We've all been apart from each other, but in a way, many of us have improved relationships. Final question for you. What are you most excited about when you look at our business in the days ahead? Yeah. So uh, I think the the learnings come from the past, right? So if I look at the last year, uh, I, I think uh, we really embodied, or my team and, and our teams really embodied a, a quote I heard from Bill Bradley a couple of years ago speaking. And he said, we won is better than I scored. And I think everyone across the organization really stepped up, uh, banded together, they were stronger as a team. And now we're in a better position moving forward, we're better equipped, the communications there, we're firing on all cylinders. So I'm, I'm very excited about what lies ahead. That's super memorable. We won is better than I scored. Well, this has been a great discussion. Thanks, Drew, and appreciate all the support that you provide for advisors all across the company. Thank you so much. Thank you.